Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. I would say the phone has become kind of our cigarette of choice for many of us. It's really, we're taking a hit from our phone constantly. I mean, the studies have shown you, we're touching our phone 
thousands of times a day. Uh, you know, any down moment, any awkward moment, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Well, let me fill that. It's it's becoming our reflex uh, motion, you know, and it's it's really our pain tolerance. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. What are you actually paying attention to? I have a habit of paying attention to things that don't always serve me well, using my phone as a distraction from real life or tuning into a guilty pleasure like 90 Day Fiance and Love is Blind, don't judge. They are escape mechanisms for me. Sometimes I wonder though, what am I actually trying to escape from? Responsibility, work, relationships, money? Paul Angoni, author of five best-selling books, including 101 Secrets for Your 20s and his new book, Listen to Your Day, believes that what you are paying attention to, that is actually a currency. But really, we're just distracting ourselves constantly away from making progress to focusing on what, again, we would say is important to us, to how do we move forward in our life? How do I invest my money wisely? How do I invest in my relationships wisely? Because really, our time and our attention is money. It is a currency. So how do you shift your focus to the things that actually need your attention? Just like you get a budget for where your money's going, the best place to start is by taking an inventory of just how are you spending your day and what are you paying attention to? Don't panic though. Paul's got a lot to say about it in this episode with some great tips to trade that drifting, searching, and yearning for a better life into practical and actionable steps to start living a more purposeful life. It all starts with, you guessed it, what you're paying attention to. So let's start talking. We're here to talk about your new book, Listen to Your Day, The Life-Changing Practice of Paying Attention. I love this title. It launches on April 4th into the world. And, you know, we're going to dive into, I think, a little bit different side of money, like the idea of how paying attention, it actually matters. And you say, if we want to be intentional about our finances, our future, uh, career goals, and our relationships, it starts with our ability or inability, which is interesting, to pay proper attention to it. So, you know, just to get us started, tell us a little bit about this idea of the power of paying attention. Yeah, I think that the book really came from just an honest view of my own life. And that's where a lot of my books come from. It's just a feeling of I'm really struggling at this, struggling at my ability to focus, my ability to pay attention to what I say is important to me. And yet my time and what I'm focusing on would really not say that the same thing. <laughs> um, and then when I sit down to write a book, you know, it was just becoming harder and harder for me to to do the laborious process of good work, you know, and doing good work is hard. It's difficult. Even if you love your work, which I do, it still can feel like you're pushing a rock up a mountain. And so now I was always looking for that easy escape, you know, that easy escape hatch to just get out of that. Well, let me stop pushing this. This is becoming a little uncomfortable, a little painful. So let me escape into my phone into whatever tab I have open on the internet. It doesn't even matter what tab it is. Just something, <laughs> something, get me away 
from this feeling of doing good work. So that's what led me to then researching and writing and really focusing my attention on what I believe is is really an important battle that's taking place for all of us. And it's really the battle for our attention. And I felt like I was losing that battle. And I feel like many of us could probably agree to that if we're being honest. You know, I, I might not be aware or paying enough attention to where I'm exactly spending my attention now. Yeah, I think about all of those to-do lists that we come up with. And then we don't, like specifically around money, we always think about all of these things that we need to do and check and, you know, is this working? Is this not working? And we look at the list and then the list itself is just fear-inducing. Mm. And we might start down one of those tasks or items, but anytime something, like you said, that would like come to our, our attention that would, you know, be a lifesaver, like a life wrap to kind of take us away from that. We would go away from that and then we would get, you know, frustrated with ourselves, feeling mm-hmm. like we're a failure, we can't concentrate, we can't we can't do the things that we need to do. And it just feels like this never-ending cycle. It, it really does, you know, and it's it's difficult. You know, it's I think difficult in this distracted, noisy, anxiety-ridden, hurry age you know, where we always feel, I think also that we have to be busy and, uh, and to be busy is to be important. So I always have to be busy. I always have to be kind of frantically doing something. And then yet, like you said, I think we become overwhelmed with it all. And then we, we have these little shutdown moments throughout the day where we're just, again, escaping, kind of medicating. You know, I, I would say the phone has become kind of our cigarette of choice for many of us. It's really, we're taking a hit from our phone constantly. I mean, the studies have shown you know, we're touching our phone thousands of times a day. Uh, you know, any down moment, any awkward moment, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Well, let me fill that. It's it's becoming our reflex uh, motion, you know, and it's it's really our pain tolerance. So it's just like taking that cigarette break. We're taking that phone break all the time, but really we're just distracting ourselves constantly away from making progress to focusing on what, again, we would say is important to us, to how do we move forward in our life? How do I invest my money wisely? How do I invest in my relationships wisely? Because really our time and our attention is money. It is a currency. And I even I even use those financial metaphors in the book that you know we talk about paying attention. We're literally paying, we're giving our time, our energy, our focus to whatever we're attending to. So can we all say, and I think this is an important question to ask, you know, am I paying my attention to places I want to be indebted to? Because really that's what we are. We're indebted to where we're spending our most of our attention. And would we say, you know, yeah, I really want to be indebted to TikTok. Like that's where I want to be indebted to. Like I want them to run my life. Like TikTok, the designers and engineers, like they have what's best for me in mind. I want TikTok to run my life. We probably wouldn't say that. And yet the ways where we're spending our attention in social media, that's kind of what we are uh, attending to. Yeah, I am a thousand percent guilty of the phone impulse. I mean, I and I, I know how just crazy it is and how addictive it is. And if I have a moment like in, in you know, like early evening, that's usually my my time. If there's like a moment where like my husband is doing something and I'm just sitting there, I'm like, gosh, I'm bored. You know, let me just pick up my phone and and 
do something. And then I think, what is this actually adding to my life? But mm-hmm. it's created like this. Um, it's it's almost like a it's almost like a panic state, you know, when you when you can't reach your phone, you know. And I'm thinking about this idea of of paying attention too much, you know, and how social media has created this society where it's really easy to compare ourselves hmm. specifically around money and lifestyle to other people. And then we start to feel really bad about ourselves, but we're, we're still using the phone. Like we haven't, you know, decided to put it down. So I'm wondering like in all this research you did and writing the book, you know, how can we stop paying attention to the things that are actually getting in our way? How do we break that, those moments yeah, I, th- I think it starts, and that's a great question. I, I think it starts with awareness, uh, an awareness that, you know, how am I spending my attention? Well, let me take, even even taking an audit of your day, just like you would take a budget of your finances. Well, let me figure out where I'm spending my money. I, I think we need to do the same thing with where am I spending my time? Where am I spending my attention? You know, taking an audit of your day and even writing that down. And in the book, I have lots of exercises. You know, it's not, it's not just a book to read. It's a workbook to really get to the nitty gritty of, of your life, of your attention, of where you want to spend the most attention. So there's these kind of exercises that will help you do that. Um, but I think we have to become aware of where we're spending our attention. Um, so I think that's, that's really the first step. And, and, then as, and then as well, you know, I talk a lot about um, obsessive comparison disorder, you know, an obsessive connection disorder. Uh, I don't say this to make light of obsessive compulsive disorder, but we really are becoming addicted to this sense of I'm obsessively connecting on the phone. I'm obsessively connecting to information around the world. And then I'm also all comparing myself constantly. So, yeah, I might jump on the phone feeling good about my life, feeling like I, I am successful. I am making progress. And then just a quick five min five minutes on social media. And that can really crush any feelings of, of self-worth, of well-being, of emotional, spiritual, mental health, because it'll feel like, man, I'm lacking so much. I'm actually not making progress at all. Because look at all my friends and the amazing things they're doing. And while we know that they're not real, that all these images aren't necessarily real, it still seeps into our subconscious. And that's why I ask when I do speaking engagements, I typically ask, you know, who of you goes, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes on social media and then you leave that experience and you think to yourself, man, I feel so much better about my life. I feel motivated. <laughs> I feel encouraged. Uh, you know, many of us don't leave that experience that way because really, I mean, and that's the telltale sign of an addiction. We're doing something that we initially don't want to do. It's not adding a ton of value in our life. And yet we, we, we feel compelled to do it. We can't feel like we can stop it. So we have to direct our awareness to these habits and really create new life practices in the ways that we direct our attention. We talk about self-discipline a lot, money habits, weight, relate all, all these ways, but I don't, I don't hear us talking necessarily enough about discipline when it comes to how we are, again, spending our attention. Paul, if it takes you five minutes on social media to feel bad, I mean, you're, you're way better than me. I think I might <laughs> take like true. five seconds. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, and these algorithms, and I mean, that's a good point too. I mean, the, the, the AI systems, the algorithms, what we all hear about, these systems don't have your well-being in mind. They don't. They have maximum addiction in mind. 
you know, and I quote different engineers in my book, and one of them that stands out to me, he was an engineer that helped create Infinite Scroll, which is basically the technology, like stories, Instagram stories, where you don't have to click to go to the next story. Infinite Scroll takes over because they don't want you thinking and making a choice of, I want to click on another story. I want to pay my attention again somewhere else. No, they want to make that decision for you. And But they're not asking the question of, is this good for our well-being? Is this good for your emotional health? Is this going to make you feel better? They know the answer, right? They They know know the answer. (laughs) They just know what's going to be most maximally addicting to you. So whatever is most maximally addicting to you, that's what they're going to serve you up. Um, And and so it really is. I mean, that's it's an important point. I think it's, it's, it's really a battle, again, that we have to wrestle with and we have to become better at talking about. Like we don't have to be ashamed that, hey, I looked at, I'm, you know, I'm spending six, seven hours uh, a, a day on my phone. Like if you put the settings on your phone, that, that might be what you're up to. Studies are showing we're all up to like four to six hours a day on our phone. We're all struggling with it. And I think some of us are ashamed of that struggle. Like we don't really want to talk about that. Uh, but I think we have to, and we have to come aware of that, that discussion and talk about it more. Something interesting when I was reading through your book, I really love this. It jumped out at me because I love watching this show. You talked about this show, the chef's table and how all these like new chefs that kind of come out of, you know, culinary school, they go off to, you know, France or somewhere kind of legendary to learn from, the masters about, you know, how do I make a great meal? How do I have a great restaurant? Whatever it might be. And then they come home and they try to replicate that and they actually fail. And they fail because they're trying to be a copy of of someone else. And you talk about this idea of, you know, once they realize that the secret is actually them, it's actually, um, you know, wherever they're, they're at and the flavors they have and, you know, what, what excites them about food, that that's actually when they they go into kind of that success mode. And I think about this a lot when we're talking about paying attention to and what are we paying attention to and how are we comparing ourselves? And, uh, you know, I can, I can see so many crossovers, whether we're talking about, you know, investments or money strategy, where we're, we're wanting to follow what someone else does. We want to know exactly what they do so we can try to replicate ourselves. And it just, it doesn't really work that way. And I just, Mm. I thought that, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that because I thought that that story was so powerful to really, you know, help us look at what are we not only comparing ourselves to, but, you know, maybe put us back in the mode where we recognize that we all have like our own unique talents and abilities. Yeah. yeah which is so important. I mean, just from a, a, a profit standpoint, you know, if you're maximizing your skill set, if you're maximizing your strengths, your connections, what you're really good at, uh, you know, it's what I call your signature sauce, you know, and that's that metaphor for me when we go to that chef's table image is you're that master chef in the kitchen. You know, whether you can cook or not, like you're the chef in your kitchen, uh, in your life, and you're bringing these ingredients together to create this flavor that only you can bring, uh, that the world needs and, and yeah, and that the world will hopefully pay you for, you know, that's, that's what entrepreneurs are doing. Anybody starting a business, that's what you're creating. You're creating a flavor. You're creating a, 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 a solution to a problem. You're, you're feeding people and, and you're, and you're meeting that need and, and you're doing it in a powerful way because you've really harnessed your signature sauce. And that's why I love that image of the chef's table of these master chefs, because they do try to follow the patterns of everybody else. 
and then they fail. And then they really do what the title of my book is, you know, they listen to their day. They, they start paying attention to their surroundings, to their home, to, to the richness of life that is around them, you know, that they escaped from, you know, it's that classic story. It's kind of like the alchemist. If, if anybody's read the alchemist, you know, it's that story of, I need to go somewhere else to find my treasure. And then I come back home and I realize the treasure was underneath me all along. I just wasn't looking there. I wasn't paying attention. And that's really my, my goal with the book too. It's not just to get away from distraction, just to get away from distraction. It's to get away from distraction so you can pay attention to the richness that every day is bringing, that it's bringing you answers and clarity and peace and joy in so many different ways. We're just not paying attention to it. And it's also solving all these problems. We're solving problems throughout the day all the time. That's really what aha moments are. It's all of a sudden we're solving a problem. And yet I feel like we're really minimizing the 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 space and ability for those aha moments to take place because we're removing all, all those moments of, of space and time to think about any of this stuff. Because again, we're just instantly going into some new thing, some distraction, and we're not focusing on just, let me just sit and think and see what happens. What role does intentionality play into all of this? Like, you know, I feel like we get, it's easy to get so lost in the day or in, you know, if you have a family and your kids or your partner, or all the things that you have to do in the day that you can almost lose yourself a bit. You can also lose maybe your passions. And I think all of those things add maybe to the mental health kind of crisis that's going on and that just seems to be getting worse and worse. And, um, People just, I feel like we just, we don't feel like we're enough as, mm-hmm. as, as we are. And we're always searching for, for something else. And I think this is part of like listening to your day. Where does intentionality come in there? How do we, how do we frame that? Yeah. You know, again, I think that intentionality is in the, the habits and the practices that we start forming. Just like we would have money habits. You know, there's, you don't just all of a sudden you're not we're not just naturally gifted at doing well with money, you know, at budgeting well or investing well, you know, we might have a, some skills at it, but right. We have to grow at that skill set. We have to learn and we have to be intentional about that. I think it's the same way with how we are orchestrating our day and being intentional with our attention. So intentionality is a big part of that. And there's a lot of psychological theories that have proven and shown uh, that we actually aren't as aware as we think we are, we actually don't see most of the stuff that's coming right in front of us. And it's the theory of inattentional blindness. And so I don't know if you've seen the videos, Shana, of the, uh, like the moonwalking bear or the gorilla. These, there's these awareness test videos. So I talk about that in the book and I'll show these in speaking engagements. And I mean, it's amazing. It it tricks people, you know, probably 98% of the room will be tricked in the, because they, the narrator asks you how many passes does the team in white make? And there's a team in black and a team in white, and they're throwing a basketball around. So they start throwing these passes around. You're focused on counting the passes. It gets to the end of the video. I I shout out to the room, you know, what's the answer? And everybody shouts 13. And they're all really excited. And then the narrator comes up and says, but did you see the moonwalking bear? 
and they rewind that video. And sure enough, while the passes are going on, the a, a full-sized adult in a bear costume is doing a bad moonwalk through the entire screen, but you don't see it. It's because your attention was directed elsewhere. And so again, it goes back to intentionality that we really can't pay attention to something that we have not chosen, that we're not thinking about. So really, we're making choices of this is what I want to pay my attention to, which then leads to us paying attention to that thing. So what Mm, questions are you asking yourself throughout the day? Because that's a way that we're directing our attention. So are you asking a question of, you know, I want to look for opportunities to invest my money well and wisely. If you're asking yourself that question, well, then you're going to see and spot and be paying attention to those kind of opportunities when they come up. If you're, if you're asking that question of, you know, why is my life so terrible? Uh, why are, you know, why is my spouse always letting me down? You know, put it in a marriage equation. Why is my spouse always letting me down? Well, guess what you're going to see? You're not going to see <laughs> all the amazing ways that your spouse is coming through for you. You're going to be paying attention to all the ways that your spouse is falling short without paying attention to any of the ways that you might be helping in that equation as well. So really our thoughts direct our attention because we can't see something that we're not looking for. And I think that's really important for all of us to understand. Like it sounds simple, but we can't see something that we're not looking for. So again, attention starts with atten- uh, starts with intentionality about what are we directing our thoughts and what questions are we asking ourselves to direct those thoughts. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family and you want to do the best for them, but vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. 
I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Yeah, it's so powerful. I talk about this. I, I call it the the money foursome. Uh, but, you know, your thoughts then influence your feelings around money. And then those feelings influence your actions and behaviors. And that like equation right then, then leads to, you know, however you're defining success or ability to achieve your goals or whatever it might be. So if we go back to the thoughts and like thinking that that is the, um, the starting point of everything, you know, I think about when you were just, you were just sharing that, I was thinking about how, um, when you're, like you want to buy a car. I've had this happen to me. Like when I want to buy a car and I'm like, oh, I I really like, you know, this, I'm just making this, I really like this Mazda whatever model. Then all I see when I'm driving is this Mazda model, you know, out mm-hmm. there. I don't see any other cars. Like suddenly every car happens to be this car, you know? And when you stop to really think about the power of that, the power of your intentionality and your thought process behind that, and then you can see or unsee, uh, whatever you want to, it starts to become really like 
kind of scary because it's like, wow, your mind is so is so powerful with this. And you know, you talked to in the book about what you call these mindset models. Um, and there are a bunch, but just to name a few, you talked about like an entrepreneur and a farmer and a writer and and how all these different um mindset models you can you can apply in your life and kind of look at through the, through this lens. You tell us a little bit about you know what like what's happening in the brain and 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 you know these different mindset models and how this comes into play. Yeah. Yeah, again, I wanted to give some real practical ways that we could practice attention. Just like you would practice, you know, a different kinds of ways to shoot a shot in basketball. You know, you lay up a three-pointer, uh hook shot, whatever you want to do, you practice these different ways. Well, I think we can, again, do the same as we're building the habits and new practices, being intentional with our attention. I wanted to bring these mindset models into play because these kind of, these people, you know, you know, entrepreneurs, farmers, writers, you know, whoever they might be, they're just looking at their day in a slightly different way than people that aren't. So I wanted to, I thought that'd be a fun exercise. And I love thinking about this of, well, let me practice this. And so, uh, for example, like the entrepreneurial mindset model that I talk about, you know, I kind of break down, you know, how do entrepreneurs think? How are they paying attention throughout their day? And how is it different than uh, people that would not say they're entrepreneurs? Well, I would say one powerful habit and practice that an entrepreneur might take up is that they are paying attention to their problems that they see throughout the day, but they're but they're just paying attention to them in a completely different way and that their problems they see as possible opportunities. So they almost get excited about shortages, about gaps, about frustrations, uh, about uh, you know annoyances that they are experiencing throughout the day because then they're starting to think, well, how can I solve this problem? How can I solve this problem for other people uh, in a business idea and in an invention? You know, those problems leads to excitement. So I challenge people, I kind of break down the models and I challenge people to say, hey, let's look at our day like an entrepreneur would. Here's how they do it. And then I want you to write down all these things that you now see. And you're right. I think it's, I think these are powerful exercises that I mean, literally can change our lives because they can lead to so many opportunities again. Uh, instead of seeing problems as overwhelming, we could see problems as opportunities. Uh, so I wanted to have these mindset models in there. And like you said, there's a bunch of them just to give some fun, interesting ways. You know, let's let's look at our day like a comedian would. You know, comedians, they have a very different perspective on, you know, they're looking for life's absurdities and they're finding the humor in it. You know, their, their antenna is always up uh, to, and they're finding a lot of joy and humor because of those things. So, I mean, there's different ways that we can focus our attention uh, to practice more. And, and there's different mindset models that will fit people better than others. But again, I think it's a helpful exercise again to just let's reframe how we are viewing the way we uh, pay attention in each and every day. And it's bringing an element of of play into this, right? Mm -hmm. And like, I have a friend who she always does these, what she calls like experiments. Like, I'm going to experiment today, not thinking about blah, 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 or, you know, doing something, or I'm going to show my spouse this, you know, different way of, of showing him that I, that I love him. And I'm just mm -hmm. going to experiment with it. And at first I always thought this was ridiculous, but I'm like, wow, I actually like that because, um, it's just it's having fun with life, um, you know, in a, in a in a way 
that we can that maybe helps us be a little less stressful or, mm-hmm. you know, not reach for the phone as much or be more focused on the things that we really want to. Mm-hmm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, Beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Exactly. 
So you have written five best-selling books. Uh, we've had you on the show before. Your book, 101 Secrets for Your 20s, was a huge hit. And I know so many listeners like loved hearing all of those, those secrets so many years ago. So how did you decide to write a book all about paying attention? <laughs> Yeah, my other books were really more, you know, focused on a, a demographic, focused on 20-somethings, you know, that kind of what now stage in life. But but really, I mean, what I was really focused on was people going through dramatic change and transition. I was just focusing in on kind of that post-college or in your 20s adulting stage of life because it's so ambiguous and frightening and confusing. And I struggled with that season of life myself, which again, then led me to seen that problem in my own life. And well, let me write about it. Let me talk about it because I became, I think a lot of times we also become passionate about problems that we've experienced that we've overcome or we want to overcome. And then we want to help others uh, because it's, it's so important to us because we've been paying attention to that problem. Um, so really, I mean, by shifting my focus to a book about paying attention and listening to your day, really in a way, what I was breaking down in a sense was, first of all, something I'm struggling with. I was struggling with my focus and paying attention and really feeling like this is a major problem. But also I was focusing in on, you know, that's really how I've written every single book. Is So I was almost laying out a process in a sense of how have I written books in my life? How have I created enough content or insight to fill five books? <laughs> Well, it's really it was really that detailed process of listening to my day uh, as a writer. You know, I'm doing my best writing when I'm not writing. You know, I'm doing my best writing when I'm not writing. Those were those are when those aha moments are hitting me uh, because I'm wrestling with a problem. I'm wrestling with an idea, and then when I'm doing the dishes, or I'm taking a shower, or I'm driving my car, or I'm going on a hike, my mind is freed up to come up with those aha moments, to think of those insights, you know, and that's when I'm taking notes right away because those, you know, that's when I'm, again, I'm bringing uh, the most kindling, the most fodder to hopefully that will, you know, be lit aflame once I put it on a page. And I think that's true for all of us. I don't think you have to be a writer for that. Again, that's that process. I think that most of us are going to get our most amazing aha moments ideas if we protect those spaces throughout our day to allow our minds to think, to allow aha moments to come. And I think that's so crucial no matter what industry you're, you're in. So that's why I became passionate about this focus, about listen to your day and the life-changing practice of paying attention. Because I think it's 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 life-changing. It really is. I mean, it's, it is for me. Uh, and, and that's why I think it's so important. And it's really, it came out of my own struggle. That's why I wanted to really write about this. And, it, and it, a young adult, a 20-something could read it. Uh, but also I wanted to write books for people outside of their twenties, you know, that, are, that have kids like I do. I have four kids. So I'm in a completely different life stage. Uh, that's very noisy. You know, when you have four kids under 11 years old, so I have to be more intentional again with my attention, or I'll just be going through every day and just kind of wasting that day, uh, distracting myself. Yeah. I was going to say, after you write a book like this, does it does it help your your attention? Like, are you do you catch yourself in moments where you're like, oh, I wrote a book on this and I'm not paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's changed my practices. It for sure has, you know. And I, again, I'm I'm fighting more to protect those moments and building those moments in my day. 
So even scheduling those in. So for, for me, how it works, one practice that I've picked up in, in since writing the book and in the process of writing the book is that I'll work for a few hours and then a certain time in my day, I always go on a walk or hike. And that is now scheduled into my day. So unless I, unless I have something major that I just can't miss, I'm going to schedule that in my day and I'm going to do it because those moments are so crucial and important to me, not only for my spiritual, my emotional, my physical health, all of those are being met. And so many studies show that just getting out in nature and taking that 20 minute walk does so much to uh, alleviate anxiety levels, uh, helps with depression, uh, helps with feeling of self-worth. You know, there's, there's lots of studies that have proven this. So it's helping me in that sense, but also in a productivity sense, again, I'm getting my best ideas. I'm getting all these aha moments. I'm getting lines that I want to write about videos. I'm recording videos on those hikes. So if you go to my Instagram, you know, most of the Instagram videos are me uh, huffing and puffing a little bit too much, <laughs> trying to talk and, and walk at the same time. But it's just because I'm so excited about certain uh, ideas that I'm wrestling with that I just want to create a quick video about it. So that's, those are new practices that I've began to create and that I urge, you know, whoever's listening to this, start thinking about ways that you can create these kind of protected moments in your day where you're going to step outside, where you're going to choose not to turn on the radio. Um, you're going to make these kind of uh, intentional choices throughout your day uh, to have these moments where you can begin to bring in and foster intentional attention and foster really emotional, mental, and spiritual health uh, in an age which we don't really celebrate those as much as hurry and distraction and on to the next thing. Yeah. We moved to uh, Asheville, North Carolina about a year and a half ago. And for me, it was quite a change coming from Los Angeles and just being out in trees and in nature. And specifically, like if I had times where you know, I was stressed out about something or stressed out about about money. You know, I talk about money all day long. <laughs> this is what I do for a living. I help uh -huh. people with their money. And yet I have my own, you know, money fears and struggles. And I sometimes feel like I'm just surrounded by it. So like getting out in nature just helps me so much. And I think for everyone listening, like you'd be surprised at what just like a small little something like that will do. Even just taking like a quick, you know, two minute walk, like it just kind of jogs your brain out of the patterns that that they're in and and like you said couldn't help you create space in order to um you know listen to your day and figure out what you're actually paying paying attention to and kind of what is actually coming in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's they're, they're 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 perspective changers. They just have this ability to change our perspective. And all of a sudden we're getting a better sense of what really is important. What really matters in my life? You know, and again, if we don't give ourselves those times and spaces to have those moments, you know, whether it's, you know, taking a bath or gardening or going on a hike, you know, these practices, you know, doing some woodworking, doing something with your hands. Uh, I've learned for myself, like I need to get off the computer and I need to create in different ways. You know, I love creating, but I need to create away from my computer at times because these, again, these are perspective changers. Uh, and it's going to help me see and pay attention to what really is important in my life. Let me get back to that core, that root, um, because I'm going to be a better dad. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be a better writer. Uh, I'm going to be a better you know, son. I'm going to be better in my life when I'm really, again, focusing on what's really important in my life. 
uh, versus whatever the noise is, whatever the new headline is of the day. That's not going to help me gain that perspective that I need. So we've talked about so much, and I, I want to come back to this this quote um, as we close here. I, we've already touched on this just a little bit, but I feel like it's so impactful. It really hit me from the book. You say, you ask this question, you know, what payment will you make with your life? Will you pay your attention to worthy things that matter or worthless things that are purely designed to distract? I think that's a really powerful, powerful question. So, you know, we, we've talked about the importance of, of figuring out what you're paying attention to. How do we, today, we've just listened to this conversation, how do we take what we've learned and use that skill starting today, whether it's helping us, you know, better with our, with our money, with our relationships, with our career, how do, we, how do we start right now and pay attention better? Yeah, I think I think we got to talk and, and start thinking about okay, what is you know, and this is a base question that we've talked about and thought about before. But what is my why? What is my purpose? Or or maybe even broken down. Okay, so it, I wake up in the morning. You, know, what is my goal of today? You know, and that's why I think goals are powerful uh, because it's basically giving you this framework of I want to pay attention to this. So I want to pay attention to my eating habits because I have this goal that I want to I want to be physically healthy for my kids because I want to be able to play with them. You know, that might be your goal or your why, your purpose for that day. Because I think our purpose, our why, it has to be greater than the lure of distraction. I think it's a lot harder to just kind of beat ourselves into submission and say, you know, I can't be distracted today. I can't be distracted today. I can't. Well, instead, it's, you know, having something greater that you want to be paying your attention towards, which is going to help that process be better. Because really a distraction then is a detour away from your purpose. It's a detour away from your goal. So as we couch things more into those deep embedded questions of what do I really want with this you know, one precious life that I have? What is my goal? What's my purpose? What's my why? What gets me excited? Well, I think that'll help us say no to those moments of uh, reflex moments of let me grab my phone, let me escape, let me distract myself. Uh, and so it's, it is asking some more you know, deeper questions, uh, which will give us more ammunition to fight this battle that we're in. I really, really love Paul's message that instead of just willing yourself to pay attention, you actually have to have something greater that you want to pay attention to. And that that just helps the whole process be better. To me, this just all goes back to my favorite word, intentionality. Whether it's your relationships, your career, your money, being intentional with your thoughts and your actions, it goes a long way to helping you achieve more and honestly, just feel better. I don't know. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. To learn more about Paul, you can head to his website, allgrownup.com, and you can find a couple of free chapters there. You can also check out Listen to Your Day wherever books are sold. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a few friends now. Get them in on this, you know, listening to your day action. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guests, as well as the sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. 